is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. That's right. It is all about you. And uh, we hope you'll join us. Take part in our conversation and bring up whatever you want to discuss. 360-676-5464 is our phone number here at KGMI and KGMI Connects. And is your chip working? <laughs> I was surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised to learn what uh, some will believe in this day and age. We consider ourselves sophisticated creatures. We've come a long way. Those that crawled out of the sea or even those who toiled under... feudal rulers or what have you <laughs> but now we're not so sophisticated i guess that i guess that you know the test this morning of the the nationwide eas test was um and some some folks were convinced that it was going to activate i don't know if the the microchips that were installed in us through the covid vaccine hmm mine must be mal- malfunctioning though because i don't feel any different i don't feel any more you know, controlled by the government or anybody else. But, um, of course, there are those who think that uh, I already had a microchip in me and have been controlled from from the get-go. But uh, whatever whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you, 360-676-5464. And once again, that was just a test this morning. They wanted to make sure that uh, they we could be alerted. You know, this, this you know, that kind of makes sense when we are a nation that, uh, well, we don't feel like we uh, face a potential imminent annihilation the way we did quite under uh, during the Cold War years when uh, we and the Soviet Union had our missiles pointed at each other. But uh, you never know. You just never know. And, uh, and we use this in regional areas as well. Yeah, I, you know, we don't really fire off the uh, EAS uh, here, uh, but... You know, I, I grew up in the Midwest, and I've been back there. And uh, it, you know, during the summertime, when you know, and there's some severe storms and things like that, and it would be going off fairly regularly, like <laughs> through the night, on a couple of occasions because of severe storms. I mean, potential tornadoes and things like that. But uh, what, as I said, whatever is on your mind. We want to hear from you. And we usually hear from her later in the program. So let's start with Michelle here in Bellingham here on this oh. uh, Wednesday. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Joe. I often call in response to another caller or when somebody wants me to or whatever in my role as Lady Law. But I, I um, uh, just wanted to alert the public that I got a, a call from a citizen this morning um, who told me that there had been apparently you know I, I don't know the total details and i don't know if anybody does except possibly the policeman i'm not sure they're talking about it right now but apparently there was a random stabbing of a salesperson behind a big box store in bellingham this morning and i the citizens was there and speculated that the stabbing was done by one of the homeless people who lives in in nearby jungles you know, homeless, in, I call them drug encampments, but they're encampments. And uh, apparently, I don't really know what happened. Anyway, there are all kinds of police that responded, and 
you know, it was quite the scene, I'm told. But anyway, I just wanted to say this because I haven't heard it on the news yet, and I I do hear an awful lot about the various uh, encampments um, behind Walmart and uh, across the road from Fred Meyer and uh, West Bakerview and other places. And I know in the past we've cleared a few of those, such as the horrible one that was on Deemer Road some months ago. And that was kind of, of course, we all remember what happened downtown beginning in November of 2020. And I remember calling in and talking to you about that. Um, and <laughs> Lady Law's been around a long time. Isn't it amazing how time flies? But I, I just remember predicting that that would be an unbelievably ungodly mess. And, of course, I was right. But thank God Seth Fleetwood, um, who's done some very good things, in my opinion, um, don't always agree. But for the most part, I'm p- pretty happy to have him as mayor at this point. Okay. Um, I mean, I think he's doing the best he can under some incredibly trying circumstances. I mean, mayors I've known in the past, like Kelly uh, and Ben Villain, who's a friend, and, and also uh, Mark Asmundson knew him, and, and uh, you know, Dan, uh, God, I can't remember his last name, I'm getting, getting my brain isn't functioning. But anyway, um, you know, you probably met the same people, but oh yeah, many many of them had absolutely nowhere near the problems that uh, Seth has been you have know, been bombarding him for the past you know few years, and and uh, I think you know I think he he and some of not all of the people on our city council, but some of them are incredibly uh, out to lunch progressives. But okay, okay um, but the anyway okay. Well, what was your point here? You were talking about this this crime, or oh, I was just po- pointing out that there. It seems to me, I'm sorry, Joe, I'm that's rambling. A, that's okay. Uh, the, the rambler's <laughs> probably laughing wherever he is in Arizona or someplace. <laughs> anyway, I just I just wanted to um, say that I've seen a lot of problems. I'm out and about every day, all over the county, and I have seen a lot of problems involving. Um, not only, uh, you know, a certain amount of crime and, and misbehavior, but also very reckless driving. And it, it, I don't know if it's my imagination or my hatred of criminality, but I've just seen so much reckless driving. And so just today I saw a woman jaywalking on Sunset, uh, Sunset Avenue, um, you know, near the shopping center. And as I approached her, I was very careful to slow down and make sure that she crossed safely, but my God, she didn't even turn her head. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, no wonder people get killed and injured in pedestrian accidents. I mean, I said to myself, how can anybody jaywalk without even looking at the approaching cars? And I thought, my gosh, this this person is out to lunch. And I just, um, I mean, I felt bad. I hope they'll be safe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. But I just want to urge the public. Also, I've had to be very careful um, I have had a couple of people eyeball me, and I think, I don't want to sound paranoid, but I think they may have tried to follow me out of a parking lot uh, a couple times. But I, and I've also avoided a couple of carjackings months ago that I referred to, but I, um, 
I'm good at being alert. I'm good at knowing who's around me. I'm good at being aware in the car. And I do have a lot of experience in shaking off uh, following people and other stuff like that. So, you know, I know what to do. But I'm just saying that, I mean, I'm pretty good for an old lady, but I'm just saying that people need to be careful. Please, citizens, those who hear me, please be careful be alert, be aware. I'm not saying that, that every day is, you know, going to be incredibly dangerous, or I don't want to overstate things, but I'm just saying please be aware that there is potential problems out there of many kinds, and mm-hmm. please don't let anybody take advantage of you. And okay. by all means, don't let... I got panhandled in a grocery store the other day. Don't let people approach you asking for money. Move away. Get away. Um, don't You don't okay. need to run, but just, just say, sorry, I don't have anything, or sorry, and move away. Don't try to engage these people in conversation. Be very careful, okay. because... We live in a time that, let's just say, there is, I think, a lot more danger than there was uh, 25 or so years ago, or maybe even 10 years ago. Um, you know, it used to okay. be a much more peaceful area, not just okay. in Seattle and, and Western Washington as a whole, but Bellingham. Bellingham has been a beautiful, lovely, great place to live for many years. It's one of the sparkling jewels of the American scene. And I I understand that we can't do everything we need to do in one day. It's going to take – it's a process. It's going to take time. And I do think people are becoming more and more aware. The police okay. approach okay. me Okay, now Michelle. And, I, I, and give I get, me a lot of hugs. All right. I want to get on to some other folks. I appreciate your thoughts. And, and I, I, I don't know that it's a more dangerous society than it was, um, but um, I know that's the perception that many have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's good advice. Be careful and um, – just it, it's like when you're out driving, drive defensively. Well, just just you know, keep a, keep a one eye out for any kind of danger that might be coming your way. I, that could come from any number of directions. That's true. But uh, real quick, let's go to uh, Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I wanna I wanna give a couple moments to uh, Joe uh, Joe Byan and Tony Blinken. I think they've been sitting on their hands for two years, almost two years, on this Ukraine Ukraine problem. Okay. Uh, they uh, we haven't I haven't heard any reports on the news or in the written journalism about any kind of efforts to uh, pursue diplomatic uh, success in a war that's costing us so far about two hundred billion. And all we get from Joe Biden is whatever it takes. Well, he, he, we pay him to do a job, and he's not doing it. He's sitting on his hands, and he, he's spending my money and everybody else's money uh, and costing a lot of deaths when they haven't even attempted to do any kind of diplomatic process. Well, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying, and there hasn't been, I mean, basically it's um, our message or the, the United States message to Putin is to withdraw and stop this aggression against Ukraine. 
I don't know that, I, and I understand we're we're investing a lot of money in this whole this terrible conflict, but um, I don't know that it's our position to go in and impose some sort of a peace deal, which would likely, uh, if if it, any kind of an agreement with Putin is going to entail giving up territory of Ukraine, and I I mean Ukraine is a is a sovereign nation that uh, is determined that it won't give up any territory to Putin. So I uh, we're I, I don't know what uh, what can be done there. And maybe they are talking in the behind the scenes to the the leadership in Ukraine and saying, you know, what could we do here? Uh, yeah. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, the, the, o- the only thing I've ever heard is Joe Biden saying whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Like it's money from uh uh, coming, uh, growing on the trees. This is ridiculous. All right, and you don't think it's a worthy cause to stand by Ukraine? I think we should pursue diplomatic process in a way that's give and take. All right, and All right. stop and stop the bloodshed. All right, Bruce. Appreciate your thoughts, and we'll take a quick break and be back with more. We got Rich. We got Jim on the line, and. Well, hopefully hear from you, too. 360-676-5464. Back in a moment. Western Solar installs Panasonic solar panels with the longest and most comprehensive warranty in the industry that includes all labor and replacement material for 25 years. Only a handful of contractors in the entire Pacific Northwest have been able to meet Panasonic standards to qualify for their triple guard warranty. Western Solar is the highest category of installer within Panasonic's program. Western Solar is locally owned and operated, and they strive to go above and beyond to make sure their customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. Western Solar was great to work with. I recommend them to anyone looking to get solar. They were the only installers that came out and took specific gauge readings of my roof and power situation. They gave detailed information on my options and the tax break I could receive. They were also very quick to respond with my questions and needs for my system. Thinking about solar? Call Western Solar. They're your local experts with over 2,000 residential and commercial installations for over 20 years. Schedule your free estimate online at westernsolarinc.com. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. You love what you find at Wilson's. Football season is here. If you're looking for the best seat in the house, you'll find it at Wilson's Furniture with reclining and motion furniture that will fit your lifestyle and budget. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different. And not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Sign up for the CHS Northwest Propane Autofill Program and receive a cellular tank monitor with no monitoring fees. Plus, you'll be able to review your daily tank level readings from your smartphone or tablet. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Online at chsnw.com. 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday. Turn my microphone on before I start talking. Now let's go right back to the phones. Rich in Ferndale joins us. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. Doing good. The Ukraine thing is pretty perplexing. I would say it is a worthy cause. We should help them. But I think the way that we're helping them is not very worthy. It's half donkeyed, if you know what I mean. Okay. We're not, they're not accomplishing anything. So I had this thought the other day. I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I just, are we fighting Putin and letting Ukraine take the brunt of it? Because Russia's always been our kind of enemy, you know. They have the nukes. We're not real friendly. Are we just having a war with uh, Putin uh, with the Ukraine's proxy, and they're taking the beating, and all we're doing is shoveling money? I mean, I, I kind of wonder that because why else would we just let it drag on in such a useless fashion? No one's getting anywhere except that Putin is taking hits. A lot of Russian army people are dying, and maybe we like that. Maybe the United States likes the fact that Russia is being weakened by Ukraine. And we're happy to fund that. Of course, we're funding a death machine is what we're doing. Because they're dying on both sides. No one's getting anywhere. And if you're going to do something, why can't you do it with success? Well, shouldn't you try to do something in a successful fashion? Otherwise, I just don't see the good that's happening. I don't see any good happening now. Go in there and clean them up and get it done, you know. Or forget it and walk away and let them take it over and at least millions of people won't die. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I, you know, I it, it, it's it's what we saw in the the Cold War with these proxy wars. Uh, you know, we went to war in Vietnam and were, um, you know, who was support helping support that regime and its fight against our forces primarily uh, with, uh, you know, some some participation from the South Vietnamese, but. Uh, it was it was China. It was and it was yeah. And it and we've seen this over and over again. Um, and I I don't know. It I guess it has kind of that complexion of a proxy war. But uh, it looks with our, it feels that way because yeah, all yeah. we're doing. Yeah, it's great that we don't have troops dying and Americans dying. But yeah, we're spending I'm, a lot of money too. We oh, are. Now. And and what there are it? people dying. You're right. And it's a tragedy. Although it's not one that we created, uh, and I, I don't think we still really understand what Putin's motivation is with this. Well, I mean, I to recreate or reestablish the, the, or, you know, at least part of the the Soviet, um, the old Soviet uh, orbit, you know, and uh, I, it just. Well, it goes back to World War II. I saw a neat little uh, interview with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He went back to World War II, explained how the Nazis were beat with mainly Russian troops. And so there's this stigma of Russia helped win World War II, and yet we treat them like dirt, and they don't want NATO. And, of course, this is a generation and a half ago. I mean, it goes on and on. Very intriguing. Why is this happening now, and why is Putin thinking the way he is? A generation or more, you can kind of see some stuff there that could be true about how he's feeling and I don't know, whatever. But I did want to say something to Michelle. Okay. You are not, you are not seeing things. Pedestrians and drivers are terrible. I had an incident last week with a pedestrian. 
quiet country road. I'm driving a piece of farm equipment. It's extra wide. It takes the whole road. And they're coming. They're jogging in my lane towards me. So normally you just scoot over. No big deal, except there was a car coming. Uh So I either had to get in front of this person and stop or stop in the middle of the road. So this jogger never, ever looked anywhere. So I stopped in the middle of the road, which is highly odd. You don't see things stop in the middle of the road. They never looked at me, never looked back. And I thought, this is the weirdest thing. So what a normal person would have done walking or jogging is you say, oh, why is that machinery or that thing stopping? And then you would maybe look behind you uh-huh. or look around or something. Just kept right on jogging. I thought, man, if I would have stopped in front of this person, they might have jogged right into me and hurt themselves. I mean, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. No one, I mean, you got to look. You're When you're a person on the road or the street, with no car, you're vulnerable. Yeah, it was just the weird. I just shook my head. I could not believe it. I I should have been waving my arms and giving the gesture to, hey, look behind you. You know, there's a car. Luckily, so two things had to stop to come to a complete stop. So this person just could just keep jogging and like in a robot fashion and not look anywhere. It was yeah so well, odd. So I see. I do see a lot of weird stuff in the last couple of years. Just people are different. Yeah. All right. And, and yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, especially this time of year when people are out and it's, it gets dark earlier and earlier and then stays dark later in the morning, you know, when you're out and if you're, you know, on a bike or walking, uh, you know, you have to be visible or else just to make sure you're out of the way of every, everything else that's out there. Cause yeah, your, your life is in danger. Uh, thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Let's go to Kay in Bellingham. Hi, Kay. Well, hello, Joe, and thank you. Yes, I heard on the radio that there's a planned 400-acre burn in a few days to prevent next year's wildfires. And I thought, imagine burning all that lumber and trees for no good purpose except to prevent next year's wildfires. So I thought... Who could we contact to see if they could offer free wood for burning stoves and fireplaces and maybe use that the trees for lumber instead of just smoking up the air and ruining the wildlife? Hmm. You know, could, there, could the uses be better spent? Uh, if it's for next year's fires, could people use that wood? Now, I don't know what the, when did you hear this story? Was it here on KGMI? Yeah, I think it was. Uh-huh. Um, I go back and forth between 104.3 and you guys, but uh-huh. I'm a daily listener, first-time caller, and I thought, what a waste. Imagine 400 acres being burned to prevent next year's wildfires. Well, I wonder if the burn that you heard about was... Um uh, because they do allow, um, I guess, what do they call it, slag to be burned, you know, the the, the leftovers, the refuse from uh, logging operations. Once the weather turns wetter and cooler, they allow those those fires to uh, help them, you know, get rid of some of that stuff. I don't know, because well, I'm, I'm not uh, right offhand familiar with the story that you're talking about. But uh, Well, and, and they could, I understand break areas, clearing out break areas between... Mm-hmm forest but if this is truly you know treed it it's a real shame All you right. know 400 acres is a lot of land just to burn it you know we've got really smoke filled skies today we should be getting sunshine but i think we're still getting from warmer wildfires 
Well, that could be, yeah. And because uh, they're not all out, that's for sure. But uh, all right, we'll see what we can find out about that. And I, I'm not sure that there a 400 acre burn and it was here in Whatcom County, huh? Yes, and it said within the next five days or so. Okay, well, I'll see what I can find out about that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks, Kay. Appreciate Thank your call. Thank you too. Have Goodbye. a great, great day. We'll take a quick, quick break. Be back in just a moment here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Extra, extra, read all about it. If you're craving great-tasting food and local brews in an atmosphere that's making headline news, look no further than the Newsroom Pub. Lunch or dinner, it's always a top story when you visit the Newsroom Pub. Their locally sourced menu will delight with offerings of Dutch delicacies, uniquely battered fish and chips, salads, hot-pressed sandwiches, and many other pub favorites. Plus, always making the front page are their incredibly delicious smash burgers, a must-try. The Newsroom's drinks are local as well, featuring craft beers, wines, and ciders. Also, the bar offers a variety of house cocktails and custom-made hard drinks. The pub's interior was designed and built to preserve much of the historic charm of the old Linden Tribune. Dine in or out in the covered patio. Finish off your meal with an official red raspberry sundae or some ice cream from their Daily Scoop ice cream shop. It's a headline trifecta with good brews, good food, and good news always at the Newsroom Pub. Visit them today in beautiful downtown Linden next to the mural or online at thenewsroompub.com. We all have our go-tos, right? The doctor you trust, the dentist you rely on, the restaurant you love. What makes them your go-to? It's trust, isn't it? Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's go to Kathy in Bellingham. Hi, Kathy. Hi. I just had a quick question. Um, I heard a brief announcement, and I'm not sure if it was on KPUG or KGMI, that starting next Monday, somebody might be doing that 3 o'clock hour that Mark Skolton had. Is that right? Yep. We're relaunching the zone over on KPUG starting Monday. Uh, Alan Fee is going to be the host. He is currently the uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, uh, K- uh, Cafe This Morning, the morning oh, okay. show over on Cafe. And he's a huge sports fan, and this is like a passion of his. And he said, 
I want to do more radio, so he's going to oh, do a, a, a sports talk show from 3 till 6. Uh, it'll oh, be, 3 till 6? Yeah, and it'll be oh. preempted sometimes by, you know, some sporting events, live live events, live, live games and things. But, uh, yeah, he's diving all in, and uh, we're really excited to bring oh, the zone good. back. Yeah. And, oh, good. Thanks. That, that was my only question. Okay. Have a good day. You too, Kathy. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, let's go right back to the phones. And, uh, well, Hank over in Squim's hanging on. Hi, Hank. Joe, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Right on. Hey, yeah, I thanks. just had to make a comment. The other day I called you and we were talking about inflation and higher prices and gas prices and all that. And that uh-huh. gentleman got on after me. And, obviously, he didn't like Trump at all. But he said he was living the golden years now. It beca- it just because of Biden being in presidency. And uh, my comment was to reply to what he was saying is, that I don't know how he could be living the golden years unless he's either retired and he's got a lot of money or he doesn't shop or he doesn't buy gas or he doesn't pay property taxes or anything like that. Because everybody else, the average Joe now, the average citizen, has be- is paying a lot more for everything. So maybe he's living the golden years, but... Eighty percent of the rest of the country is not living the golden years because it's so darn expensive to live right now, and and that's just a fact. That's not being Democrat or Republican. Anybody that shops, pays taxes, buys gas, knows that it is way more expensive to buy stuff and to live right now than it was three years ago. And you can't even argue with it. It's just the fact that it is way more expensive to live right now. And that's my comment on that. All right. Okay, Hank. Well, I I well, don't think, a, I, I don't think I would dispute it, um, but um, I mean, it and costs, I noticed I didn't say it was Trump or Biden or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. said it is more expensive now mm-hmm. to live than it was three years ago. So I, I didn't pick a party. I just stated a fact that it's way more expensive. All right, okay, so, Hank. All right. Well, good talking to you, Joe. You, too, you have man. a good rest of your week. You uh, you too. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. All right. Let's go to Keith over on Sandy Point. You, Keith, you had a response to Kay, our earlier caller. Yeah, I just uh, kind of lighten her mind a little bit about maybe what was going on. This was the controlled uh, burn uh, she was concerned about? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, back in 73, I, I came, uh, I went in the service, came out 76, went to a work in a sawmill, a very, very good sawmill. We did logs and all that, lumber. And then I went, they uh, went on strike. I went to work logging for five years. And we would log, uh, matter of fact, one spot, we were there nine months, and we probably did 4,000 acres. And we were up above Silver Lake on one big stretch, uh, another few thousand acres. And what happens, uh, and then we were up mostly around the Twin Sisters, okay. working for Scott Paper. Anyways, we would do a big setting, uh, log it, and then uh, they would set it on fire. They used napalm. They used diesel, uh, which I know doesn't sound good, but it would burn the slash. It was called a slash, slash burn. Is what I was. <laughs> yeah, they do it a slag. big slash burn. Okay. And what they do, they burn all the debris, so the ground is basically bare. And then uh, we noticed uh, we would go up for the next setting, and here come the the college kids and the young people planting trees, and it was like immediately, like within uh, a month. And they're planting trees like crazy. So they're re, uh, reforesting the land. And um, what that did was uh, it was a 
ecological thing. It was a very good thing, and um, that's all i got to say about that. Okay. It was a good thing. It was sort of like uh, taking care of the environment, replanting the land with trees, and uh, taking care of uh, what you needed to. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Keith. Thanks. You bet. And I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of some spots where they've uh, uh, do, done work, for instance, on the along the Mount Baker Highway. It wasn't that long ago where they rerouted the highway at a couple of spots because it was the the river was encroaching on the the roadway, was eroding away, and uh, so they had to move the the roadway back. And um, at at one point, it was pretty bare. They cut everything out of there, and now you drive up there. And it's not to nearly to what it was, and uh, with the the, um, the older trees that it, uh, were taken out for that project, but I mean it's it's way way over you know grown over compared to what it was uh, after the work that was completed, and that, well, that wasn't even that long ago. But um, let's go to Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, more left wing uh, stuff here for us. Yeah, well, I asked you politely, I, I hope. I was a little agitated yesterday, but I mostly because <laughs> I like a, a chance to maybe talk a little bit after you've uh, talked after I've talked. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I won't go too much into Stalin today. I'll leave that, but except that I, my main point yesterday was that uh, people on the left, and I'm looking at an article by Greg Godel's in the uh, Dissident Voice, September 30th. I'll get to that. Uh, but we all have little different variations. I'm looking at Noam Chomsky also, who probably wouldn't like Joseph Stalin much at all, and uh, he's known as an anarchist. But there's variations, and a lot of them are trying to do the same thing, is to work for social and uh, economic and ecological justice that we all need. So uh, so anyway, this is from Noam Chomsky. I read this the other day. It's just He says, until you ask why there's an increase in social social disintegration and why more and more resources are being directed towards the wealthy and the privileged sectors and away from the general population, you can't have even a concept of why there's rising crime or how you should deal with it. So, you know, he's pretty much out there that the rich are getting more and more, we're getting less and less, and people like Dennis Prager are just apologists for too much spending when he fails to talk about how much the right or the military that's essentially funding the empire at the expense of the republic. As I've mentioned from uh, Michael Parenti, the empire um, feeds off of the republic. And so we're all going bankrupt. And the right wing who own the media, basically, I'm looking at if the Internet is fine, of course, but not everyone uh, gets things on the Internet are right wing and bizarre, too. So you have to know what you're looking for. So that's why I recommend that. And so... Uh, he's saying, now oh, we're spending too much. Well, who's getting the spending? You know, it, it, and Michael Prey did on the um, one of his videos that I keep recommending, the uh, anti-Sovietism in the media, uh, he said, uh, what did he say? Yeah, I got um, It has something to do with, well, anyway, he uh, he would have definitely criticized uh, Dennis Prager if you if you were around. He's retired and all that, so. I guess I'll get to another day. I've just lost my train of thoughts. But look up Greg Goodell's Multipolarity, False Hope for the Left. And um, we have to keep uh, moving. We're running out of time due to the ecology crisis and other uh-huh. crises. And so anyway, that's my point. I'll try to remember the, you know, Michael Me- uh, Parent- <laughs> Parenti. 
but it's in that. Uh, I'll remember it and talk to you about it some other time. Okay. All right, Jim. Thanks uh, a lot. For let me talk. All right. Absolutely. I mean, we need our uh, our our far left perspective too, and uh, you know, I mean, there we got it. Jim would probably consider CNN to be right wing. I'm thinking, but. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and I, you know, and I, I mean, I've been through my phases of looking at society and thinking things would be better. And I, I, you know, society, there has to be balance is what I've come to believe or understand that there has to be a balance that there are wealthy people. There always have been, there always will be. And, and there should be society too, though, can't focus solely on the wealthy and, and help them at, not, it has to help those who aren't so health, wealthy and, and those that are in the middle at the same time and uh, to different degrees. Uh, but if it focuses all of its efforts on, on the poor, then, you know, what, what, then, are, then do, do we start to move toward that one-dimensional kind of a society um, where, you know, it's like I, where everybody's poor. I don't know. Uh, just some thoughts. But we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. 360-676-5464. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind. Back in just a moment. Bullying. It's a real problem. Studies show nationwide over 20% of students experience bullying on a daily basis at school or on social media. Don't be a bystander. Become an upstander. Someone who takes action. It only takes one person to make a big difference. When bystanders become upstanders, it not only helps the targets of bullying, it also shows other bystanders how to take action to prevent or address bullying. A great place to start is the website stopbullying.gov, where you can learn how to recognize bullying and how to stop it. Join Cascade Radio Group and Dewey Griffin Subaru in the fight against bullying. Become an upstander. Take action to prevent bullying. Thinking about a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin Subaru and check out the new 2024s. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrack. A Subaru from Dewey will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the area. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low-carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We do want to hear from you, and uh, we go to Michael in Bellingham. Hi, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Very good, very good. What's on your mind today? Um, Just talking about uh, carbon emissions and burning. Uh, So my dad, he was, uh, sorry, starting with my grandpa. 
he he was actually um, one of the one of the um, people directors um, that essentially proposed um, forestry for the Huxley uh, program oh, okay. at Western. Uh-huh. And um, it's funny because my dad he was in Vietnam at the time, and he came back and he uh, became a logger. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandpa was actually in New York uh, organizing protests with Jane Fonda. Um, and uh, as my dad is, you know, just getting out of the military. Um, and he told his commander, was like, yep, send me over there. I'll put a bullet in Jane Fonda's head. <laughs> wow. Okay. Total, yeah. Complete polar opposites. Uh-huh. Uh, but. On the carbon thing, he told me he told me this one time. We had this conversation. My dad did. Yeah, okay. Um, he was like, "Yeah, well, trees need carbon to create, essentially, feed off carbon, to create air. So, if we're going to reduce the carbon emissions, uh, if that's the plan, then we're kind of suffocating ourselves by by." Oh, I see. Uh, By um, reducing our carbon emissions, we're not feeding the, the not feeding trees, not feeding the forest. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, but at the same time, I, I kind of, you know, we did a me and him did a little talking back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, we are burning, and that creates carbon, so they are feeding off of that carbon. Yeah, but I think with the issue is that it's gotten out of balance. I mean, we're taking a lot of carbon that uh, otherwise was buried in the ground was was sequestered as uh, fossil uh, fossils. Then you know, I mean, fossil substances, coal and oil and that sort of thing, and we pulled it out of that uh, sequestration and and burned it and and released it. So we release, you know, I don't know, millions and billions of tons, I think, every year of carbon into the atmosphere. So we've, I, I guess the, the, the issue is that we put that out of balance, that uh, we've, uh, you know, we're, we've, we're overwhelming the, the vegetation's ability to absorb that carbon. Do you know yeah. what I'm you know, saying? Yeah, I mean, it'd be really interesting to hear what my grandpa would say now. He's, he's you know, he passed away when I was a kid, but... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that would be really interesting to see the conversation between my dad and him right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, well. and, and it's, it's, you know, there's all sorts of studies out there, um, you know, showing the difference, exactly what you're saying. And, um, you know, back when he was logging, you know, obviously it was a lot different emissions back then, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd just yeah. call and no, tell yeah. you something like that. Tell you about that story. Interesting, because you guys were on the topic of that. So. Yeah, and I'm glad your dad didn't uh, do that. Uh, take that action against Jane Fonda. It's probably good good for him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I can I, I can understand his frustration with her and and with uh, some yeah. in that movement, uh, in the anti-war movement. I I certainly can. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Absolutely. a that was a, a tumultuous time. That's for certain. We think things are that were polarized now. I mean, things were that, that was that was a, another time when America was. You know, we were at. Uh, 
not at each other's throats, but uh, we were pretty yeah. darn close to it. And there were some awful things that were done then, too. A crazy, crazy question, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Appreciate your call. All right, thanks for right. answering. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> and let's go to Bethany over in Fidalgo Island. Hi, Bethany. Hi, how are you? Very good, very good. I was talking to the young lady, so I may have missed, and maybe the guy before me was talking about, were you talking about the weathermen during the 60s? Uh, no, uh, we we talked about a couple of things. He he mentioned that his father was a Vietnam veteran who was enraged by Jane Fonda and some of her antics during the Vietnam War. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so let me let me let's talk about war real quickly because okay. I think a lot of, some of your listeners, especially up in Bellingham, may have likely leaned left and voted Democrat, thinking they're fighting the military industrial complex, and I think they need to use their phones to look at who owns what. Because right now, the guy in the White House was sponsored by DuPont Chemicals. They gave him a great deal on a DuPont mansion. He calls him Uncle Doopy, and he says he's a DuPont man. And if we look into the history of DuPont, which is really quite interesting, and we'll tie into the Vietnam War, they were to be beheaded during the French Revolution, but DuPont and his son fled to America. And ever since they came here, like the War of 1812 or Pickle War, they've been making money on both sides of conflict. Because they started as a gunpowder company. They make Kevlar, so you can't have, you know, sell bulletproof vests unless you have endless conflict. They also were the driver of the Manhattan Project, which was the nuking of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I would argue that endless warfare and nuclear war are very bad for the environment and also very bad for young people. And what you'll find is during the turbulent 60s, When they assassinated JFK and RFK and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, JFK wanted to get out of the Vietnam War. Fifty days later, he was killed. And then we had Democrat Lyndon Baines Johnson. And his wife, Lady Bird, just so happened to own a lot of Bell helicopters. If you have watched any Vietnam War movies, helicopters have fallen out of the sky left and right, and they made a fortune. And she also owned a large portion of media. Well, that group who derailed the peace movement was called the Weatherman Weather Underground. And if you go on Wikipedia and type in list of weatherman actions, you will find an actual domestic terrorist group that bombed the Capitol, bombed the Pentagon, bombed the Naval War College, bombed police stations, bombed senators' offices, bombed banks, bombed MIT. I could go on and on and on. And it's for years. For years, they were bombing things. And maybe people didn't remember because they were all stoned. But when we had our days of rage and our Chaz chop, they're literally quoting Bill Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, who's friends with Obama and his days of rage and his bee water spread fire from his Prairie Fire Manifesto, which makes a lot of the wildfires we have interesting. And then what happened? Everybody thought they were righteous, fighting Trump, fighting the Nazis. And what is where are we now? We are at World War Three almost. We are almost at nuclear war. They're drafting women in Ukraine, and we are back with Rachel Maddow, keynote speaker at Lockheed Martin. And we are literally back at the triangle trade of human trafficking, arms trafficking, and drug trafficking. What do you you think would break this cycle? Well, we have to know our history. If we look into the Delano family, Esther, uh, Esther Roosevelt married into the DuPont family in 1937. 
and so their fortune right. exploded. And and, but, and I think you can uh, we can all understand that the elite of the nation is tied to many of these corporations. I mean, uh, we still yes, I and mean, they're well, incorporated I, in I, Delaware. But I mean, deep, what what major corporation isn't involved in in warfare? I mean, B- right. Boeing. Our whole state right. is, is tied and, to and Boeing. Boeing, right? And um, that's, that's why you've got Lindsey Graham excited, and that's why you have. Uh, Jay Inslee, because Boeing has locations in both. But the Forbes fortune, Delano and Forbes, along with Perkins and Astor, also made their fortune from opium. You can look at the Forbes Museum, or PBS has a whole series on the opium wars. Okay. But... but okay. I need you to listen. Well, Hang on a second. Right, right. I, I, well, I understand, and because I, but I want to get a sense from you. Where, how do we change this? How do we change this? Uh, well, this? one thing we have to do is we have to realize when we talk about conservatives and their big fat cat corporations, you need to see who the big fat cat corporations are because most of them are incorporated in Delaware and they tend to lean left. Like I've had people tell okay. me, Jeff corporations, Bezos and Amazon. <laughs> okay. There's a difference between mega corporation and the small business, like that you know the small dump truck company in Bellingham. Now, and the driver of most of American business used to be small business, and we have a few mega core, and most of them you will find Fortune 500s and things like that. Okay, predominantly will lean left. So you first have to realize the Democrat or the corporate fat cats are likely Democrats. Really? So Republicans Alexander, Republicans are the answer? Elect Republicans and no, they'll they'll turn no, us away from but, the you know, this militaristic, the, this empirical? Well, I mean, listen. I don't think that's not so much the case. Okay. So, so I you mean, need to listen. Hang on. All right. DC, well, I, I've, I've given you plenty of time here. But, okay, well, you won't listen, and that's the problem. Because if we no, want no, no, no. to I mean, okay, okay, we go have ahead. to start with the man in the mirror. You're looking at who owns, I'm telling you, who owns the corporations and runs the world versus who goes and dies in the war. Yes, right. your conservatives join the military and die. The troops don't say who's going to go somewhere. The right. troops don't decide exactly. anything. Right. Right. And D.C. votes 93% Democrat. When you had Trump in office, everybody in D.C., didn't get kicked out, and in came a bunch of conservatives working in government in the bureaucracy. No, all of those businesses are still run by left-leaning people. It's okay. the same thing with the rich. Where do the rich live? Do they live in Moses Lake in a, in a single-wide trailer driving a semi-truck, or do they live in Mercer Island, Bainbridge Island, and the San Juan Islands, and Napa, Vail, Boulder, right, Martha's right. Vineyard, and how do those areas vote? You can go to city-data.com and see, and you will find. Like I said, there's a difference between mega corporation, which is incorporated in Biden's Delaware, and small business. And there's All a right. difference but, too. I mean, if you look at the money, though, which I I, I, I don't well, see they, any difference. Okay, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm quite frankly, I don't see Joe Biden rolling in the dough the way. Uh, uh, just for an example, Donald Trump is, and okay, to say so that Donald Joe Trump Biden is divorced is a, from the, this entire corporate okay. uh, world. Jo- Donald Trump was a Democrat. Donald Trump owns right. businesses uh-huh. that have apartments and rental property. And Joe Biden is a politician who owns mansions and waterfront property on a politician's salary. His wife is a community college professor. She's not a doctor. All right. We're out of Bull Bethany. I appreciate you calling, but we're out of time. And uh, boy, those are there's a lot of conspiracy there. I mean, we can tie a lot together. But um, all right, we'll leave it at that. And. 
She gave us some homework, I guess, to do. Well, talk to you tomorrow here on KGMI Connects. And I uh, hope you'll join us then.